Well, if you have your Bibles and Scriptures of God's Word, let's turn in them to Ecclesiastes chapter 1. That's right after the book of Proverbs, which we ended, I heard the end of last week. Ecclesiastes chapter 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, we'll be reading the whole chapter, verses 1 through 18. And uh, congregation, these are God's words, so let's give our full attention to Him. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What profit hath a man of all his labors which he taketh under the sun? One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh. But the earth abideth forever. The sun also ariseth, and the sun goeth down and hasteth to his place where he arose. The wind goeth toward the south, and turneth unto the north. It whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again according to his circuits. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. All things are full of labor, Men, or man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done, is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new? It hath been already of old time, which was before us. There is no remembrance of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. I, the preacher, was king over Israel and Jerusalem, and I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. This sore travail hath God given to the sons of man, to be exercised therewith. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. That which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. I communed with mine own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estates, and have gotten more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge, and I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceive that this also is vexation of spirit. For in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. Those are God's words. And some of you remember when we went through Ecclesiastes in the last few years, uh, the main purpose of this book is to teach us that without God, 
Without Christ as our Savior, everything is vanity. Everything is worthless. This book, see, is written, it says, the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. So it's written by the king Solomon. And this we uh, heard when we went through Ecclesiastes was near the end of his life after he had committed great atrocities of sin, even as a righteous king or a good king, as God called him. And so in the many reasons here in answer to the question, why, our question, why is all vanity? Why is everything worthless? Verse 3, consider a man that works and labors every day. It's vanity. One generation works and dies. The next generation comes along the same and so on. And so what's the point? What's the point? It's vanity. Life is short. In verses 5-7, to consider the sun and the wind and the rivers, the waters that flow. All have the same pattern. In verse 8, labor and labor and there is never satisfaction. If there is satisfaction, you would stop laboring, right? You would be fulfilled. And through verse 10, there's nothing new under the sun. There's something we need to remember when we face trials and seemingly new types of things come about in our day, in the church, outside the church, in the world, in the government. And the Lord says there's nothing new under the sun. It seems new to us. Seems like it never has happened before. There's nothing new under the sun. Verse 11. Our issue is that we don't know history. We don't remember what has come about before. And even those things that were condemned by the Lord, and yet we come back to them again. Walk in those things again. And then the rest of the chapter concerns... Solomon's pursuit after knowledge and wisdom. And he, can, he calls it vanity. Vanity. The continual seeking of knowledge, the seeking and searching of all knowledge in all the world and no wisdom, which would include knowing madness and knowing folly. Everything is vanity and worthless. It's a waste. If... All those things, verse 3 to the end, all those things are vanity. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because all those things have really no meaning. Why do any of those things? Well, we know why. If we are in Christ, we know because the Scriptures teach us why. And uh, so be encouraged here. And remember the great purpose of this book is to... Uh, encourage us to turn to the Lord in Christ Jesus. Because there is true wisdom. And the wisdom is good in Christ. And there is good knowledge. There is good labor. We do see the sun, the wind, and the rivers doing all their things that they do, even in a pattern which uh, gives glory to God because He made them. But without God, if you take God out of the picture, out of your mind, and suppress that knowledge, then it's all vanity. It's worthless. It means nothing. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we give You praise.
for Your Son, Jesus Christ. We're thankful for the good news, the Gospel, even that we've heard here, that we are reminded of how much we need Him and how He gives us purpose. Not that we make up a purpose in Him, for we do not do that. We do not create Him, nor His, nor, nor what He does or what not. Father, we, we know that You have given us of Your Son. You have taught us Your ways even here. You teach us Your Word, Your ordinances, Your statutes, Your judgments, Your commandments, teaching us how holy You are, how loving You are, how just You are, infinitely, eternally, unchangeably, righteous and good and true. And so we find only truth in You because You're perfectly true. We find wisdom truly only in You because You are wisdom. We find righteousness only in You and Your Son, Jesus Christ, for us who died a righteous death on the cross and taking upon Himself the condemnation for our sins and living before that a perfect, righteous life. Father, we receive our righteousness only from You. And so we pray that You would turn our hearts to Christ Your Son. And You would cause us to see Him today, even as we continue worshiping You and hearing from Him and His Word and Your Word. Father, we're thankful for this congregation. We pray that You would turn our hearts to You. Even this, this week and this very day that we, have, we acknowledge and we confess that we have sinned against You. We've broken Your commandments and thought and word and what we have done. We've taken Your name in vain by not honoring You by cursing, by blaspheming Your name through our disobedience. We've not loved You as the one and only true God, Jehovah. And Father, we also have not loved our neighbor as ourself. And oftentimes, those how we treat one another is more apparent to us And yet the greatest commandment is that we would love You. And so, Father, forgive us for having more a mind and heart for uh, those around us, our neighbor, than than we have for You. Because You are the God who's the Creator, the Sustainer, as we heard in the call to worship, the rock, the fortress, our strong tower, our strength and power. Father, You are the God who from before all eternity loved Your people that You would save in Christ Your Son. Those who believe can say and know You eternally loved me. And what a great comfort and Joy that is to know that we have such a gracious God. And yet, as we have sinned against You, in which we plead for forgiveness, Father, show mercy. 
And Father, we we pray, pray that if there be amongst us, even in the future, a time of famine, if there be judgment against us, if there be diseases amongst us, Father, we pray that we would turn unto You, that we would repent of our sins, and that You would hear from heaven and forgive Your people, even Your church. And Your church is not perfect. This particular congregation is not perfect. And the church in this nation is not perfect. The church throughout the world is not perfect. We have sinned against You. We pray that You would turn us, revive us again, make us alive in Your Spirit and turn our hearts to You. Revive us. That we would not be judged, but rather that we would be cleansed by Your Word, by the truth. Father, we... We're thankful that You are the God who is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness, that we have an Advocate, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. And so, Father, we're thankful for Him. We pray that You would hear His prayers, His perfect prayers. And You would respond to Him, yes and amen. And, uh, Father, we plead as well, as You would grow us in our hearts, our souls, that You would sanctify us, mortify our, our, our sins uh, from, from us, uh, cause them to be put to death, and uh, turn us, sanctify us, and wash us clean, and make us righteous and holy in Christ Your Son, by Your Spirit. Father, we pray as well for those who are sick, those who are struggling as perhaps getting older, and joints and muscles and bones, and memory loss, all these things, Father. We pray that You would heal, and You would strengthen, and You take the pain away, and You would... Take our tears away. And what great hope we have, for you have promised to do so. And you'll do so at the right time, in this life or the next. But we pray that you would bring it about and heal your people. All you need to do is say the word, and we will be healed. And uh, Father, we ask as well that you would be with our families, husbands and wives, children, that we would be honoring one another, loving one another, submissive to those in authority over us, and uh, graciously leading those under our authority. We pray as well that You would be with the mothers and the husbands, fathers, those who have little children, Grant them patience and wisdom. Pray that You would cause them to be faithful and discipline. Because we know those who withhold discipline send their children's souls to shale. We don't want that. None of us want that. So we pray that You would give us a loving 
patient, consistent hand of discipline. Uh, according to your word, not according to what the world thinks or what uh, we might have been taught even uh, from the world or from even other Christians. We go to your word and we, saw, we seek to do what your word commands. Pray that that would be true of all of us. And Father, save our children. There are some, many, perhaps we could say now, many children in the womb in our congregation. We give you praise for this. The many blessings that you're bringing about. And uh, we're thankful for those children. Thankful for the mothers and the fathers. We ask that you would grant good health to each child, if that would be your will. Above all, Father, we pray that you would uh, save these children, turn their hearts to you, cleanse their souls of the sin that they were conceived in, in original sin, following after their father, Adam. We pray that you would give them and make them to be in union with Christ and by sending your Spirit and changing their desires, their wills, and give them and grant them faith by your grace. We pray that you would strengthen the mothers as well. Uh, We know the process of pregnancy is not easy. Uh, And yet, uh, we know this is part of the fall. The labor and then the the delivering the child in pain. Father, if it would be possible, we pray that you would grant those mothers to to see that and just be reminded of their need of Christ, your Son, and His blood. As well, Father, strengthen the husbands to be loving to their wives and serving them as uh, sacrifice, sacrificing for them, even as Christ sacrificed Himself for your church, your bride. We pray that you would provide and protect us as a congregation, as families, And that You would grant us Your Word, even today. Father, if You would take Your Word away from us, we would be undone, we would be destroyed. We would know that we would be under Your judgment, and You have not done that thus far. We praise You for this. We're thankful that You have not taken Your Word from us like You did Israel and Judah. Father, keep speaking to us. And keep hearing our prayers, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.